Welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast gets the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Jeep Grand Wagoneer L. You can take a look at this Jeep on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Jeep in just one second. But first, we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road and Track Cruise Big and Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road and Track Cruise Big and Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road and Track Cruise Big and Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Tom, you're here today to talk about your time with the 2023 Jeep Grand Wagoneer L. What a mouthful. It's almost as long as the car itself. Indeed it is. And there was no L version of the old Wagoneer that I can recall. The L now in the new term, you know, in the new naming is the long wheelbase because the Wagoneer, you know, the new Wagoneer that they launched last year wasn't long enough, wasn't big enough. Uh, they had to go bigger. So, uh, yeah. But Tom, can you give me the, the hard the hardline facts about this? What's under the hood and what are we playing with? Oh, yeah. This is the new Hurricane engine. This is, this is the first time I've driven a, a vehicle with this all new three liter inline six twin turbo, 510 horsepower. Uh, and then there's, there's also the deep powered bun, uh, you know, in the other uh, Wagoneer, but uh, man, this powertrain just absolutely hums, and uh, you know makes you wonder about the Hemi. Uh, of course, the Hemi's still out there, but uh, there's been some talk that this you know Hurricane engine is eventually going to replace the Hemi, but uh, we'll see about that. That being said, Tom, you take us on a quick little walk around of this Grand Wagoneer L uh, to tell us about it. So let's go to that. This is the 2023 Jeep Grand Wagoneer L Series 2 4x4. Just for a little background, the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer uh, launched in March of 2021 as a 22 model. And then in the second half of 22, that's when this Grand Wagoneer L came out. So the Grand Wagoneer L uh, stands for long. So they stretched the wheelbase by uh, 7 inches. And overall, this thing is 12 inches longer than a standard Grand Wagoneer. So I'll give you some specs here on this bad boy. Uh, the overall length is 226.7 inches, wheelbase of 130 inches, height of 79.6 inches, width of 83.6 inches. Uh, this is the Mac Daddy of big SUVs. <laughs> and it probably should be considering the sticker price. Uh, it's 107000 $125, that's with $2,000 in destination charges. Uh, the base price for this vehicle is $98,000. Um, the grill has, of course, the standard Jeep uh, 7 slat grill, uh, which is very horizontally um, oriented. Um, so yeah, the front end is, is very close to carrying over the kind of the Jeep styling. But yeah, this is a very, very straightforward, uh, no frills design, I guess I'd say. It's uh, perfect for uh, Secret Service duty, perhaps. And here inside the Jeep Grand Wagoneer L, we are living in the lap of luxury. This vehicle, you know, at the price, of course, it's set up for comfort. So um, you've got the massaging seats here and there's umpteen ways that you can get a massage for the two front passengers. The center screen, you know, the main screen is really quite nice. Uh, it's very horizontally arrayed. It's gotta be about a 
14, 15-inch screen. Uh, of course, you can customize it. Uh, I used Android Auto. I, I took a road trip in this over the weekend, put about 500 miles on it, and uh, Android Auto worked quite nicely. This is the Macintosh sound system, just fantastic. 23 speakers. It's cool to um, set the Macintosh uh, screen display where you can watch the needles moving like in an old analog uh, stereo tuner. Uh, the seats fold completely flat for the second and third row. The third row seats also fold down with power, um, so you can just stash a ton of gear in here. Uh, you could probably fit half of a hockey team in here with their gear. Uh, as far as the uh, suspension, uh, you know, the standard suspension is a coil spring, but uh, this particular model has the air suspension and, and as I mentioned, the, you know, the switch on the, on the instrument panel that lets you switch on the uh, semi-active damping. So, Tom, you're in the precarious place of having experienced not only the top of its class, the Escalade, but also the Navigator, the three big dogs, you could say, in this SUV world. How would you say that the interior and um, the exterior features stack up against, say, the Escalator Navigator? It stacks up really nicely. It's all about functionality. It's all about comfort. It's all about, you know, the feature set in these really expensive SUVs. And all three of them really do hit the ball out of the park in terms of uh, catering to your every need, your every whim, uh, massaging seats and things like that. Rattle off the price really fast because I believe you said $107,000 and I just want to make sure of that. Yeah, I, $107,000, $125,000 and that includes the $2,000 destination charge. Uh, the vehicle is built here in uh, Warren, Michigan and uh, yeah, you just, that that's kind of the going rate. This is one of the reasons that the average price of a car these days in the United States is fast approaching $50,000. Uh, it's because of vehicles like this and, and equally equipped full-size pickup trucks um, that, are, that are really driving up the, the overall average price of uh, new vehicles. That being said, Tom, you take this on a, a quick little drive, or as we like to call it in the business, a quick spin. So we can go to that right now. So we're going to take this thing for a spin, a quick spin. Braking feels very comfortable, very familiar, uh, not too grabby. Steering is great. I think the spec sheet said uh, it's 2.97 turns, lock to lock. Not even sure if you can hear much. The the noise attenuation in this vehicle is is just solid. I mean, they've really uh, encased this engine in the hood, or you know, in the engine bay, uh, extremely well. And there's a nice bass exhaust tone to it. Uh, sounds great. Sounds like a V8. Really does. All right, let's crank this bad boy up. That's a lot of juice from a six-cylinder engine displacing only three liters. Now, 
This would normally be powered by 5.7 liters or 6.4 liters of Hemi greatness. Um, they are still offering those engines for now, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if this engine ends up replacing the Hemis. Um, which makes me sad and also makes me think about what the you know what the end game is there because if I'm getting 17 miles per gallon on a road trip in this vehicle I'm probably getting a similar number with a Hemi and um, not quite understanding why it's necessary to invest in a new engine that gets the same observed fuel economy. I'm sure the emissions are better. I'm, you know, I'm sure of that, but uh, it just seems like a whole lot of money to spend for, uh, you know, really as an exercise to show what the engineers can do with only six cylinders and only three liters of displacement. But the seat of pants evaluation for the driver is, uh, you know, it's an impressive engine either way. But uh, is, it, is it really worth spending all this money um, to replace V8 engines? We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about road and track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, road and track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. And that's what we call a philosophical question. No, Tom, I will not let this slide, though. You did uh, do a subtle uh, advertisement for your band, The Exhaust Tones. So I'm not, I would expect a check in the mail. Uh, that's checks. Uh, you will talk about it offline. So just uh, if you're going to advertise, you got to pay the, pay the right. bills. That My be- people will talk to your people. I think they're the same people. Uh, so Tom, tell me the competitive set for this bad boy and how does it stack up against the monster known as the Escalade? And monster is a good thing. It just dominates the charts. Uh, what I'm looking at right now is the is the segmentation uh, that comes from Ward's Intelligence. And they show us a very detailed sales glimpse every quarter. So the last full quarter that I have uh, is basically the entire calendar year of 22. And they split out sales for the, the Jeep Wagoneer, uh, which is in, in the lower priced uh, SUV segment, which would include the Tahoe. The Tahoe is the number one player in that segment. But, uh, but right now I'm focusing on the luxury large SUV segment, and that would include Cadillac Escalade and Lincoln Navigator and Infiniti QX80, that sort of thing. So the Wagoneer comes in late to this particular group. And as I'm looking at the 2022 segments, every vehicle in that grouping has lost market share. Uh, meanwhile, because they were ramping up from 21 to 22, uh, they have, you know, they tripled their volume. So they, they clearly have been taking some market share from some of these other entries. Uh, but yeah, number one is the Cadillac Escalade. And the Escalade combines both the standard SUV, but then also 
de-escalate ESV. And between the two of those, it's it's over 41,000 units. So 16,000 of those are the ESV. So yeah, 41,000 units, that's 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 the, the number one player um, in this SUV segment. And then number two uh, would be the Lincoln Navigator, and that's just over 13,000 units. And then coming in next uh, is the Range Rover at 11,879. And then we get to the Grand Wagoneer. And this number must include both Grand Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L, the longer one, 12 inches longer. And that comes in at 11,736 units. So they've they've gotten pretty quickly up to speed in the segment, but they have not, they haven't conquered the segment. They're, they're, you know, they're basically at par with the rest of the segment, but while still tracking by a pretty wide margin, the Cadillac um, Escalade. That being said, Tom, on a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile and this 2023 Jeep Grand Wagoneer L is no exception. So I must ask, I beg, I plead, what is the essence of this Grand Wagoneer? What's its raison d'etre? Why is Jeep making this thing? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. This is the Mac Daddy of SUVs. And uh, there clearly is still a market, still a need for big family haulers. And I just, you know, I'm sure that there were people higher up at Stellantis, uh, the parent company of Jeep, that was saying, you know, folks, we got to, you know, we, we are missing out on this huge lucrative segment. Um, I remember long ago when the Navigator was making, you know, the, the profit margin on a Navigator was $10,000. And back in the 90s, that was like, wow, this is ludicrous money. So um, you could actually argue that Jeep is pretty slow getting into this segment. You know, a third row, you know, a three row Jeep, it, it's been a long time since they've had one. So I'm, I'm glad that they're finally here. I'm, I'm glad that they're in the segment. Uh, they're going to make the segment more competitive. And, uh, you know, the, I, I think the interiors in, in these Jeeps and these, uh, in these upscale Jeeps are really well done, really nice metallic work and, and, you know, the woodwork, it's just really, really nice. And it's, it's going to have an impact uh, on the rest of the segment. So yeah, uh, raison d'etre, big, Mac Daddy. Hard to argue with that. But I think that's a good place to put a pin in it today. Thank you so much, Tom, for driving this thing. I know it was probably a chore, but somebody has to do it. It was a great time. Great talking to you as always. Great talking to you. And the listener, thank you for listening to this. Uh, if you could, head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify, wherever you listen to this bad boy, and drop a little review. I will actually look at that soon and shout you out if you do leave a review. And if you could, well, also, while you're out there cruising the internet at Superhighway, head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.